Welcome to the Bailey and Harding Ultrasound System. I'm Anna Harding. And I'm Ali Bailey. And this is episode Sank 5. 5. And I'm very excited to tell you that uh, we're finally on Apple. Hurrah! We're iTunes. We're official. Oh, it's only taken however many weeks. And they took our money first. Anyway. Yeah, they did take our money, but it's some sort of witchcraft in order to get on iTunes. I had to go and see Jeff Bezos or whoever it is that owns Apple. I don't know who it is. Tim? <laughs> think his name's Tim so anyway make sure however you're listening you like and subscribe to us so you never miss an episode because why would you want to miss an episode yeah I mean I think some people back them up for big events I don't think actually I don't think some people back them up for big events I think people (laughs) listen to half of it again they're still talking about poo but yes subscribe (laughs) like and subscribe um and I'm very excited about today's episode because you guys are angry we are backed by an angry (laughs) mob of people that just hate other runners like there is so much in the bin so i put an instagram post up and asked people what they get in the bin would be the response has been like a tsunami of anger so i'm excited about going through those but uh yeah maybe we should start with ours right yeah we'll start with our win grim and get in the bin then we'll come on to those in a bit so what is yours ali i'm doing a harding uh, I'm going to grab onto those coattails of other people and hold on tight as I whiz <laughs> through the British countryside. I went to see the guys who are doing Rum Britannia. So, yeah, I went up on Monday, Tuesday to see 27 people running the length of the UK from Land's End to John O'Groats over 35 days. And the point at which I met them was Lancaster, Lancaster to Kendall, then Kendall to Penrith. Oh. So they were exactly halfway through the journey, exactly halfway. And it was incredible like for those of you that don't know I did this event last year I tested the route um it's a thousand miles it's on trails and on little roads and so you've got these people from all walks of life but relatively like normal people you've not got any elite athletes in there and they're just cracking on 30 to like 35 miles a day running the entire length of the UK and I just loved it it was like they've built themselves this little community so they're they're moving every day like a traveling circus and (laughs) It's amazing. A traveling circus of freaks. And uh, all of them love each other. And there's this sense of community. And like, they just, it's like a cult, but a nice one. It's just so lovely. And and uh, yeah, I ran a couple of days with them. And obviously, I, I it's really weird because I did the route last year, but I didn't expect to remember it so clearly. Mm. And you're like, oh, I literally was running along. You're going to love this. Here we go. Oh, what time is it? Yeah. 8.09. I was running along and I was like, oh, I had a poo there. Oh, I had a poo there. (laughs) Those are the highlights. It was like a poo tour of the UK. It was beautiful. But yeah, I just loved it. It was amazing. It was the sort of thing. I love a bit crewing. I love a bit volunteering. I love looking after other people. But to see an event that you've tested come to life like that and to spend time with those people who are just, well, they're battling every day, but in a really lovely way, supporting each other. I just, man, I flipping loved it. It's so good. So good. You tempted by that, Anna? No. Uh, Well... I don't know, actually. I mean, you've sold it. I love that community thing of multi-days. So my only experience of it was doing six days in the Azores. And the like, the community and the camaraderie among the group is like nothing I've ever experienced before. And I can only imagine that that's what it's like, except doing Run Britannia. You are literally with these people. How many days do they do it over? 35 days. So there's that, so, and they're sharing, like, they're living in youth hostels, bunkhouses. So they're all really, you know, it's like... Well, we compared it to being in prison when we were doing it, like a nice prison. But um, they're, they're literally on top of each other the whole time, you know, eating together, looking after each other. And they are, you know, some of them have got injuries, so they're not doing every day. So they've decided to form like a marathon crew. So they just do a marathon every day. They get driven out to 26.2 before the end of the day and they just do the marathon. Other people are still in it. I think 14 people are still ever present and the rest of them have had days off for injury and stuff but it doesn't matter and and they haven't just doesn't matter everyone's equal and everyone's on their own journey and it's just a reflect sort of reflection of ultra life do you know what I mean it's like Mm. everyone's different everyone's on their own journey there's a guy that is smashing the shit out of it at the front but he no one's like oh that guy everyone's like yay Dan he's amazing and then there's Michelle Dunford at the end who's just an incredible inspirational woman who's just doing the best she can at the back and then everybody from all, all walks of life in the middle and these people are people who never would have met each other you've got like dot-com millionaires and students like mixing together talking together oh my god it was just brilliant I just thought man I just wish I could do this forever 
I really just wish I could have stayed there forever. It was just in the cult, away from news and politics and other things. Um, and uh, congratulations to that lot, because they really are having the time of their lives. They went, they crossed into Scotland yesterday. Oh. So 400 miles left, because you think you're in Scotland or you're nearly finished. You're not. Scotland's quite big. So, uh, oh, God, it was just so good. My heart was full. I loved it. Loved it. Oh, I can tell you are buzzing from that. Yeah, Scotland, quite big. Also quite lumpy, I imagine. A bit lumpy. <laughs> They've just got the Great Glen West Highland Way to do, you know, no biggie. West Highland Way in three days, no biggie, no biggie. Yeah, literally as part of like, oh, we're, but we've already run the whole length of England at this point. I, I remember waking up the day after we got to Scotland with what felt like a hangover, mainly because I drank 17 cans of iron brew in celebration. But because we were like, we've, we've done it, we were in Scotland. And then we were at this realisation we hadn't done it. And it was two weeks <laughs> left and it was remote. So, um, yeah, it was, it was. Oh God! Well, keep going, guys. I'm. I think some of them may be listening, but um, and the crew, Jackson Jules, who are looking after them every single day, no days off. Amazing, like just. Oh, and our friend Stu Smith bumped into him and asked him. So keep that name in your head, people. Stuart Smith. It will come up again at some point. The man's a legend, a goddamn legend. He is a national treasure, is what he is. So I just Mm -hmm. want to clarify, when you uh, opened that win with I'm doing a Harding, that's not going to be a thing. Is that that because I ride on the coattails of others when I tell stories too? Yeah, like, you know, have you watched, you've seen The Greatest Showman, right? Have you seen the unedited version where he turns around and you're on his (laughs) coattails? (laughs) I would love that. (laughs) This is me. (laughs) Tiny Anna. (laughs) Just on a roller coaster of coattails. That is a par. You've said that. That is not a par. Like, there's nothing wrong. Like, there's nothing wrong with being on the coattails of anyone, especially when you're crewing, because that's what you're doing, isn't it? Like, that's what you're doing. Oh, yeah, I've done the architrician. Have you? Yeah. (laughs) I crewed it. (laughs) (laughs) Or, like, when you have people coming to support you on your races and you you get to the end and they go, oh, it feels like I've run a marathon today. Don't say that. Don't say that to people. (laughs) No. If you're a crew, there's two words you are never to say to your runner. I'm tired <laughs> we know but we don't care so so yeah <laughs> holding on to those coattails is hard <laughs> not for dear life i'm tired i'm flying behind you um yeah so it's not a part it's a good thing um my grim is i broke someone's finger yesterday on a workshop silence was it ali yes <laughs> like, i didn't Okay, Your Honour, I didn't break it myself. I didn't go, come here, you pathetic woman, and snap it in half. Or go, I'll give you something to complain about and snap it in half. I We're out running. We've done a workshop, all this mindset stuff. Like, I think it's going great, going, going really well. Let's go for a run with the dog. Uh, a mile in, she tripped over, and then she fell on her hand, and then was like, okay, look at that. And then, of course, I'm like, that's a surface wound. Because even if her arm had been hanging off and bleeding, I would have been like, come on, up we get, let's go. But no, it was quite swollen, and she couldn't bend it the right way. So the run was... Um, curtailed and uh we went back to the car did we go to A&E no we didn't I was like we need to eat something first (laughs) (laughs) we need to eat something and get you some drugs but I got her back here we cleaned it up put some ice on it gave her some drugs buddied it to the other finger and actually it was all right I feel like I'll I'll update you next week listeners um, after she has told me what happened I feel like it might be just like a little stressy pulley maybe it's what that's all right a stressy are you first day trained Ali yeah a little bit stressy pulley stressy pulley is when you like sort of stress it and pull it a little bit oh okay yeah yeah it wasn't that swollen I'm pointing at it my little finger it was a little finger oh uh, you don't need that for anything nah I just said I'll chop it off I got a rusty old knife out she wasn't up for it pickle said she'd chew it off she wasn't up for it I I just buddied it with the other one and then she said she could she only had 40 minutes to drive home so she could drive because she, had, she could use her other hand and she could use this hand um but um yeah, I'll find out what happened. But it's the second time. I had another client I took out on a big bear event. She tripped over, broke a finger. Yeah, the curse. <laughs> the curse of the finger. To be fair, you don't need your fingers for running. So I think yeah. you pro- like at least at least it wasn't legs. You're fine. Could have been worse. I don't know. It's not like I'm breaking people's legs. That is grim though. So it was a bit grim, but it wasn't all bent in the wrong direction. It was quite happy little break broken finger. It just was a little bit like she said it felt like it'd been pushed back into the hand. Ooh. So if anything, it would make like quite a cute little toe finger. <laughs> Hello. So yeah, that was my grim. I'll do my get in the bin after you've done your win and your and your grim. All right then. Well, funnily enough, my win and my grim are the same thing. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So my win is is a particular session that I did on the training block of joy this week. 
And it was an interval session of one kilometer, 800 meters. Ali's shaking her head. 600 meters, 400 meters, 200 meters, all of those times two, and then gradually shortening them. In the middle of the day, in the middle of like 26 degrees, mankiness. Middle of the day. I'll go running in the street. Running in the street. Interval sessions. Interval session. Okay, what the goddamn hell were you doing doing it in the middle of the day? So, right, the training block of joy has begun. We spoke about this last week. And my mantra for this training block is no missed sessions because I do not want to be on the side of a Wainwright in September crying because it's hard having not done everything that I can possibly have done at this point to make it less hard. If I am crying on the side of a Wainwright in September because it's hard, it's because it's hard, not because I haven't trained hard enough. I think you'll be crying on the side of a Wainwright because it's so beautiful. I mean... That's what will happen. Yeah, it, I, like, I like no missed sessions. I like it. It's a good mantra. Well... Okay, we'll come to that in a minute. Anyway, so the only time that I could do that session and I'd like spread out my week, my training week, I'd got my gym sessions locked down, everything like that. The only time that I had a gap in my diary to do it was at one o'clock in the afternoon on a Thursday. And it just so happened to be super duper hot. So I had to do it. Like, you know, it's one of those things. Another mantra that I have, another kind of like piece of advice is done is better than none. so I went out and gave it my best shot and if I didn't hit the paces that I needed to then at least I'd done it and I tried turns out I did hit the paces that I needed to I got a perfect Strava graph it was amazing I felt great brilliant but it was grim because it was so bloody hot and also intervals are in fact you just sent me a sick emoji face that was it I just am rubbish at doing them I don't go out and do them unless I'm like Actually, I don't go out and do them because I, I because I don't because my distances are so long. I'm just like ah, I don't need to do that. I mean, I probably do need to do that at some point. And I know there's lots of people listening to this that'll be like, what? But nah, hey man, I don't even really know how to do them that well. I can I can program them for other people, but for myself. So you know, part of your training block of joy is me and you are going on a little jolly up the old Yorkshire Three Peaks, right? Oh yeah. Now it's quite hilly up there, but at the top of Wern side, it's quite flat. So maybe we'll do we some sprints, but put a tasty interval session into the top of one side. Yeah. Why go. not? Why, right? not? Why not? So you can teach do it. I love intervals. Like I come from a completely road running background. And when I was in London, I was a serpentine runner, club runner and went to track sessions every Tuesday. And I love track Tuesday. I w- was like a metronome with my pacing. Me and my friend Margaret would like pace the group. Uh, we were in like the bottom group, but it didn't matter because we were just getting on with our own sessions and all the fast ones were doing theirs. And yeah. and mm. I, I loved it. I love running fast and then having a little break. And I would say that actually intervals in that hot weather was the best session that I could have done rather than like slogging out a long run and feeling really hot and like, Bleh. the longest interval was a kilometre at... 540 pace or something so the longest that i was running in one block was only five minutes and 40 and then you get to have a little rest this means nothing to <laughs> me oh kilometers <laughs> what is that in miles what's a kilometer in a mile do you know that is in miles no what's the pace of miles what would it transcribe to i mean don't, don't i don't really care but no it doesn't matter but but what i mean is you're only running for five minutes and 40 seconds and then you have a little walk break Ooh. Yeah, I like the idea of that. Um, two questions. One, do you want to borrow a little baby pie for my dog for sprintables? As she sprintables, as she calls them, because she's really good at them. Mm. Doesn't with Julius. Second, how did you? Have you got any top tips for how you coped in that heat? Yes. Go on then. So, <laughs> I learned my lesson from the two castles ten k. That if anyone listened to the previous episode, they will know that I did not wear sun cream or a hat or taken off water she just went out like this yeah whatever it's only 10k not a problem and within 10 minutes she was sat by the wall of the castle crying <laughs> i didn't um so wore a hat uh wore sun cream and so for that particular intervals but the other runs that i've been doing in the heat that have also just been like just really badly pla- not badly planned but have just been like shoehorned in wherever i can in the day which i'm sure a lot of people do as well I have been running my easy runs to heart rate. So keeping heart rate low because in the heat, your heart rate naturally is going up 
because it's hot. So your body has to work harder to keep you cool. So, um, yeah, just not worrying about pace, running to heart rate and having a bloody lovely time of it. And actually, I, for once in my life, for once in my, my life, I've got a heart rate that loves me. <laughs> I actually have been running my easy runs easy. And, and now I know what an easy run should feel like, because I think a lot of us are guilty of not running easy runs easy. Not me. Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe a bit too easy. <laughs> um, mm. that's, that's good. That's good. Um, mm. I'd just like to wax lyrical about the joys of salt tablets, everybody because they're great like the salt stick salt tabs bit caffeine in lovely job before you go out down your gullet just to help you that little bit in the heat um but that sounds great it sounds like i'm excited about this training block and i think this is good i think i don't think we need to hold you accountable but i think it's good to be able to talk about it every week isn't it it is and i promise to be completely 100 percent honest about it so this is we're recording this on friday so this is like almost at the end of week two and um my mantra of no miss sessions has somewhat fallen to the sidelines this week um due to far too much time pressures on work etc which is not a great excuse but actually like if you saw my diary it would be an understandable one but also I've got a 50k that I'm doing on Saturday which makes Sunday redundant Mm -hmm. and also makes my my goal mileage of this week done in one on Mm -hmm. Saturday anyway so Mm -hmm. I don't feel too bad about it I've done one run this week instead of I've missed two but like I say to my clients every plan that I give them is 100% bulletproof if they just do 80% of it that's okay because they'll miss Mm -hmm. stuff due to to like illness or like life Mm. Um, and yeah that's I think I don't think you know if you get a plan like off the shelf or whatever it is or like if, if it's not like literally one-on-one for you you have to manipulate it and I do this mm. my I do one-on-one plans for my clients because of their differing lifestyles by Tuesday I'd done 53 miles so I was like uh that's too many miles too many miles too many many miles but I was like I still need to go out running because of the dog and because I because I want to like just to go out running um but it doesn't fit really fit in with what I'm supposed to be doing in the build-up to this hundred and post 100 but you know do I feel okay how does how is it going am I sleeping enough am I eating enough you just got to balance it out and I think getting stressed out about missing something it just it's literally does the opposite has the opposite effect of going on so you you haven't been and then you feel even worse and you're using up excess energy worrying and you feel like shit whereas really the classic mantra this is what is happening I'm doing the best I can really works in that in that and I think you're doing great and um you know only only you know only but not you, but generally people know when they are cheating themselves. And I think you're doing a really good job because you've got super stressful life and you're going out to do a 50K at the weekend. I don't think you're going to be, uh, you know, missing out on on training sessions. Well, that's the thing. I mean, literally with the timings, it's either miss the session today or run 10K tonight when I get home from work at eight o'clock and then get up at five tomorrow to go and run 50K. No, because you need to rest. Makes no sense. I'd rather mm. get a good night's sleep and do well in the 50k. So stress plus rest equals growth. It's a fact. Stress <laughs> plus rest equals best. Oh, I like it. There you go. So get in the bin. Yeah. This is a little bit uh, controversial. Oh, no. <laughs> God. Men who wear leggings, but no, no shorts over the top, and their leggings are really tight. And run towards you on trails. And I just don't know whether or not I'm being sexist. Can you help me? Because I find it like really not distracting, but I don't know, just slightly creepy. Like I'm not talking about leggings where it's sort of got baggy front. I'm talking about tight, like as they they look like a Marvel character. I just, it makes me go weird. Like, oh, like I'm like, I find it aggressive. Okay. Okay. I've got, I've got some thoughts on this. Good. I'm pleased. One. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. You're entitled to that as an opinion. Thank you. Two, why does it bother you what other people are doing? What other people are doing? It's their choice. They're allowed to do that because that's what they've chosen to do. Number three, we don't have said appendage and know what it's like to run with that. So maybe they wear the tight. I do have that appendage, but I tuck it away. No, you don't. (laughs) So... We don't know whether they're wearing those types of leggings because that's how it's comfortable for them to run. And if that's how it's comfortable for them to run and that means that they're going to get out running, then I think it's entirely up to them. 
Shall we open? Shall we open it up for discussion? I'd like to know if you are a man who wears these tight shorts. If there is a reason for wearing the tight shorts, are they compression? No, the tights. The tight. The, 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 well, my example was the other day when I was out, and there was a guy running towards me in long tights, and they were very, very tight tights, and uh, he looked like Batman. And I was like, "Oh, I just don't know what it is. I don't know what it is." Did you do that thing where you were like, I'm not looking, I'm not looking. And then you just literally just stared at his crotch. Well, a couple of a couple of months ago, a long time ago, actually, maybe like four months ago, I was out running with Julius on a Saturday. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was in the week. It was in the week on my local route. And we were running down a hill and there were these guys walking towards us. And I said, oh, my God, they're naked. And Julius went, no, they're not. They're on a bike. They're on bikes. Don't know how he got that. He thought their hands were out in front of them. I went, they're not. They're naked. And they were naked naked they were naked rambling on a route that I do all the time and they had their backpacks on and they had shoes on but they were absolutely naked and I was running towards them and I was like I don't know what to do with this information so I did the British thing and I went very loudly as I ran past so they went and there were two at the front that were quite confident and two at the back that were less confident think it was their first time but I was like Oh my God, they're completely naked. Where did they take their clothes off? Because there's a road quite near. And I just was like, is this okay? And then when I got home, I was like Googling it. And it says, as long as there isn't any intent to frighten people, then it's legal. But I was a bit like, what if I've been with like my nieces? I just think, I feel like, have you just are you sure that that was real and you were actually physically there or was there There was someone else there and not only that but when I was running I bumped into my friend Darren he was coming the other way and I went Darren there's four naked ramblers up there and he went all right of course there is then he texted me and was like oh my god there are four naked ramblers I feel like no I feel like this is some weird fever dream that you had after I stayed with you and made you watch naked alone and racing to get home yeah (laughs) which is a real life tv show where they take all the clothes off people and then tell them to get somewhere with no clothes on was it not that yeah no no it was before that it was a real thing maybe they were in the show they weren't there was definitely two rookies with them who were embarrassed and looking at the floor the younger ones um anyway i'm interested to know like if you are a bloke, because like I know blokes who will wear like flappy shorts over the top of their shorts or their leggings. Um, yeah. Then I'm like, well, we run with like boobs, but they're flattened by sports bras. I'm just trying to think like it. Honestly, it. I don't know. It just makes me feel creeped out. I'm allowed to feel creeped out. It makes me feel creeped out. <laughs> if that is your opinion. That's fine. And I think, you know, people wearing whatever they want to wear is also their choice and that is also fine I suppose it's the same as us wearing a sports bra over our flappy boobs and then a t-shirt over the top of that but sometimes some people take their t-shirts off and run in their sports bras yeah all the time actually and men take their tops off completely and they just look they just run along with like nothing nothing on yeah which must be very freeing quite nice and no time anyway no tan lines yeah. yeah we've got you've got the we've all got the x on our back for the sports bra right oh, etched yes. in so that's my get in the bin. I don't really like it. I'd rather you just put on a pair of flappy shorts over the top, please. Thank you. My get in the bin is um, not as fun or interesting as that. And actually, I feel like I just keep putting stuff in the bin that genuinely people would like to put in the bin anyway. But mine for this week is ticks um, because I found loads. There was one on Ralph's head that we had to get out that was really stressful. No, that's the worst. It's like not, not, not on my baby, not on my baby. Get off my baby. Yeah. There was uh, one on my mum's dog, and then one on me, and then another one on my mum's dog. Where the hell did you go, Tickville? Yes, yes, Tickville population millions. No, just in the British countryside, in the Warwickshire countryside. I just think because it's been like thunderstorms, damp, boiling hot, humid. I think it might be perfect like temperatures and conditions for ticks at the moment so mine is ticks get in the bin but also like check yourself kids because if you have got a tick on you you need to get that bad boy out asap and properly because if you leave a little bit of tick in it can get infected you can get lyme disease it's really serious one of my clients had a tick on the west highland way and she she they went to get it out but they didn't get it out properly and half it was left in and they had to put the other half in the fridge 
just in case she got Lyme's disease because they yeah. want to test, they like to test them. And then she got the rash and she's been down to doctors and she's on antibiotics and she doesn't feel bad. And they're like, we're not going to test you until symptoms start occurring. Yeah. Yeah. It's gross. I don't think I've ever had a tick. That's so, like, one, impressive, and two, good. Maybe I have that. You have to check. Like, when you get in the shower, you have to check. And check everywhere. They love going in pits. They 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 go in your armpits where it's warm. And they go in, like, little foldy bits of skin. Yeah, I know. They go in your little... Because you know what they like? They like grabbing hold of hairs. Yeah. So, like, they go on guys' legs and grab hold of hairs. And then if there's any hairs anywhere else and you're mm-hmm. sat on the floor, they'll get in the hairs. You're talking about pubes. I'm talking about pubic hairs. Is that the first time we've talked about pubes on the pod? Wow. Yeah, oh, we can talk about that. We'll talk about ingrown hairs later. Not today, oh. maybe another time. Oh, um, but they, they like to crawl up the hairs, don't they? Yeah. That's why they get in dogs. Yeah. And um, my client was wearing long leggings. She was like, I don't understand how it managed to, to do that. They get in everywhere. And so when I was doing the impact marathon on the Isle of Mull, um, that was particularly ticky as well. And in the shower at the like little house. So we were all camping, but we had like a little house that was our like shower area and respite, your respite area. Yeah. I mean, we didn't really you didn't really go in the house. But anyway, they had like a little sign up that said, check yourself for ticks. And the medic was like checking everyone as well. Um, and loads of people, the people who had one tick had like four or five ticks on them. Oh, I, I've got a thing about them because when I rescued Pickle from a Bulgarian rescue centre, mm. when they found her at the side of the road, they thought she was dead. She'd been chucked out of a bin lorry and she was covered in ticks. And the picture just shows a tiny puppy that's crawling Ooh. with brown yeah. lumps of ticks. So I'm like, no, no, yeah. no. But yeah, ticks can actually get in the bin. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, so just a reminder for everyone as well who's going out on the trails, just check yourself for ticks. <clears throat> so yeah, get in the bin. What's your oh, have we done your get in the bin? Oh yeah, we've done my it's trousers, isn't it? I'll tell you what, I'll tell you who has got some get in the bins. Yeah. Uh, Everybody lot. else. <laughs> you lot. They are quite angry. Like, I think a big thing is noises, right? So Mega and Chown, people that run with keys in their pockets and jangle behind them the whole time. Oh, yeah, people that run or loose change on park run or sloshing in a camelback or breathing or laughing or rustling of leaves or the singing of birds. Or it's like, Jesus Christ. You know, you can go to gym. So, like, there's a lot, but loose change. I know someone who once nearly had a fist fight with someone during a race because of the loose change issue. He was like, take that fucking money out of your pocket. It was like, wow. Okay, okay. I think there's something else going on there, but that's a, is that a thing? The noise thing, then? Yeah. So you you told me about this in the week. You were like, "My God, everyone's so angry. We've got such good things to talk about on the podcast." And then you started listing all those things, and I was like, "Yeah, but that's an actual thing. Misophonia, like when noises just annoy you. Um, it's like you know, um, if you are sitting on a train and someone's eating a bag of crisps really loudly." Yeah. Like some, okay, that some people, bin. that's like, oh. I dumped a boyfriend because they ate crisps too loudly. <laughs> Couldn't bear it. Like, we'd be watching a film and he'd be like, and I'd be like, okay. And I was like, suck the crisp. I was like, suck it. Like, that's <laughs> <laughs> how bad it was. Or apple crunching. So I, I do get that. Like, I do. Um, I need to get this off my chest really quickly, um, but it's not, I wouldn't say it was a dumpable offence and maybe you need to consider that that might be why you you are on your own, Ali, but... No, it's No, no, it is a dumpable. I've got very strict boundaries. You <laughs> should, you've seen my list. It's really, really long, things that people need to tick off. Um, don't talk about ticks. Um, <laughs> and this is a very <gasps> old move of, me, of mine because um, I know that Neil listens to the pod, but Neil slurps his tea really loudly. No, nope. it really upset nope. I'm me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. Nope. Nope. Luckily, he nope. doesn't drink as much nope. tea as me, so it's okay. Get him a straw. I'm going to buy him a tea straw. <laughs> and be like, and then when he gets to the end, he'd be like, oh, so yeah, that is a thing. Misophonia. So I understand people getting getting the binny about that. Yeah. Um, I didn't know this, but if you turn your camel back upside down, apparently you can suck the air out of it before before you put it back in. So someone's mentioned that on this on this thread. Thanks for that. So you fill yeah. it up, turn it over. So the air goes to the bottom, suck the air out, give yourself a tummy ache, flip it over, put it back in, it doesn't slosh. So that's good. Um, people pausing their watches on trail run. Right, there's some things here that are really judgy. 
right? People pausing their, their watches on a trail run when they stop for a second. If you're worried about time, then run on the road. Listen, people can do what they want. They can do what they want. I don't pause my watch because I like to see my actual time versus my moving time, see how much I fannied about. But there's a few in here where I'm like, guys. I'm just going to pull you back to your get in the bin where you just where you just went, people people can do what they want. Yeah, but but that's because... I find it's quite aggressive. That's why it's my getting the bin, because I find the outline of a penis coming towards me quite aggressive. So this, again, single. So um, so I just wanted anyone else, but pausing your watch, you that doesn't affect anybody, does it? It annoys me. Because I'm like, why, why are you doing that? Only because I cannot logically understand why you would need to pause your watch. It's maybe, you're doing an interval session. I don't pause my watch on an interval session. I don't know. I don't think pe- I don't think people should pause their watches. I never no. pause it because I like to see the actual stats of like how much I've fucked about. I think we need to do a poll. Right. Poll come incoming on the watch pausing. I've got some I've got a poll result actually that I can quickly slip in here. Oh, go on then. Slip your poll result in. <laughs> um Red Ambulance, way, way back many episodes ago. That's a reference to uh Joseph and his amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat soundtrack. Um, anyone and else? Coca-Cola. Yeah, anyone else in running called Coca-Cola the Red Ambulance? Ali had never heard it called that before. Only 10% of people call it the Red Ambulance. 88% of people say, I've not heard it called that before. And 2% said, I call it something else. I heard someone on here, actually, call mm. it athlete juice, <laughs> which I liked. <laughs> or mm, I don't like juice. using the word juice to describe liquids that aren't actual juice it makes it's like on the line of moist i think athlete juice is something else maybe she was talking about something else sweat yeah or something else all sorts of things come out of you when you're an ultra right so the pause in the garment the people who don't acknowledge you as you pass each other (laughs) could have headphones in could hate you could be shy could be too shy shy too shy to say hi could be that um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or just when people, I just always shout a very, very big, loud hello. Morning at people, especially if they're naked, as you well know. Whispering past and go, morning. Uh, being told by your physio you can't run for two weeks when you've already had a week off limping. Okay, that can get in the bin. Um, I just change physio. I go and get a different, a different opinion. I get the opinion I want. That, that's, uh, <laughs> that's what I do. Uh, people immediately asking your time when you've done an event as if your worth as a runner is linked only to show how fast you can run. Right, Lizzie. This is on you. People immediately asking your time when you run an event as if your worth as a runner is linked only to how fast you can run. They're asking your time because they're asking your time. They're not saying your your worth is linked to your time. If they were saying that, they'd say, I think your worth is linked to your time. That's a us thing, I think. That's a, you know, if, if someone says, hey, man, what was your time on that marathon? You could say it was seven hours and they'll say, oh, cool. If they say, oh, that was slow, say to them, no, I don't think it was slow. I was really pleased with it. It's literally that that thing. I think it's it's that's a really interesting thing that we assume that if someone's asking your time, it's because they want to judge you, not because generally they're just making conversation. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, yeah, I think so. If it's a, it's different. If it's a non-runner to a runner, like sometimes if I'm talking about running to a non-runner, they're like, oh, you run, cool. And they'll be like, what did you, like, like, what races do you do? And I'll be like, oh, I ran such and such a marathon. Oh, how long did that take? And you'll go, oh, four hours. They're like, whoa, because it blows their mind that you've been running for four hours. Similarly, like with the 30K in Italy up a bloody mountain. Oh, how long did that take? Oh, seven hours. Wow, seven hours. You were out for seven hours. Think of all the things that you could do in seven hours. So sometimes it is genuine, like, I suppose, intrigue. intrigue. And or, yeah. But I do think, I think as a... As a community of runners, as a as a bunch of people who do this all the time, I think you're right in that we we are so focused on how long it took us and we are so focused on our time and and measuring that against our worth because we decide whether doing something in seven hours is good or bad. Mm. It's not like completing it is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um I think that it's it is definitely an us thing and not a not a them thing. A hundred percent. Unless that person is a complete dick and is really judgy. Which they could be. They could. They could be. But that's on them. Yeah. Again, that's on them. 
And and but what what really got me about this is that thing about worth. And a lot of my clients, a lot of the new clients I take on will be like, you get to the nitty gritty of it, and they're defining their worth as a human by their running times. Mm-hmm. And I think that is just devastating because it's got literally nothing to do with your worth. It's just a number. Mm-hmm. It's a neutral number. It's just a flipping number. Yeah. And it's about you being really comfortable with what you're doing. And you know, I I finally have got to the point where I'm really comfortable with what I'm doing because I'm like, yeah. my goal is to go and have a really great time, enjoy myself and like see the world. Like that's all I want to do really. And so people ask my time, I'll tell them. And I, I don't think I've ever had a reaction where people go, oh, that's that's long. Or I'd, if I did, I'd be like, yeah, it is good, isn't it? Like it was really heavy. Yeah. And like I, I took my time because I t- had eight cups of tea. So yeah, I mean, just take a little step back and have a look at what you're thinking about yourself. Cause often it mirrors, it, it mm. mirrors what deep down you feel about yourself. And it could just be an intrigue. I like it when people talk to me about running cause I only have a dog at home. So even if it's time, um, then I'm always like, I, I don't really hang around with knobs. I don't really attract knobs to me. So you said about um, you haven't had anyone be like, oh, that's a long time to you. I It, it brought back a, a memory of when I was, I did Budapest Marathon and it was my second marathon after Edinburgh. So I was chasing the sub four train and it was really hot in Budapest. This was, so I did the Edinburgh one in the May and then I did the Budapest one in the September straight away after uh, as a new runner. And I went out with some people I went out to Budapest with some people from my running club in Yorkshire and I managed to finish about a minute quicker than I'd done Edinburgh but the heat just really got to me and I I... yeah but well done well done yeah exactly it was a PB right it was a PB right look at me talking like oh I didn't get myself for but so we all went out for dinner all of the people from the club and the club captain was there and he was like what happened? Literally, the first thing that he said to oh, me when I got to the restaurant, wow. when I got to the restaurant, not even a high, was what happened? And I was like, what? And he was like, well, you should you should have been on for a sub four. Get in the bin. I was fuming. I was and I and the thing was as well, I was like, I'd be I was so proud that I'd got a PB and that I'd even finished because there were times at like the halfway point of that marathon I was like I'm just going to jump into that river and just swim home because it is so hot fair enough I was like I'm getting in the Danube and that is I'm going to triathlete this shit (laughs) yeah (laughs) and yeah it it literally was like I came to the dinner as like a big blown up balloon like woohoo and he just got a pin and just popped it and I just went oh so yeah it makes you feel awful so maybe was it Lizzie? Hang on a minute, right? It makes you feel awful. No one makes you feel anything, right? It's your <sighs> thoughts and interpretations that make you feel something. So that would have obviously, because I, I was like, get in the bin, because I just think that's extremely unfair and terrible coaching. But it's that this is the thing other people's opinions are literally none of your fucking business. And like, mm-hmm. no, and being able to get hold of that and work around that to the point where you know how people are like, oh, I love that person because I don't give a shit. Actually not giving a shit is really, really hard because we all care about stuff, right? And we all say, that's made me feel like this, that's made me feel like that. But looking at that, I'd look at him and be like, there's something, I feel sorry for you, man. I feel sorry for you that you wouldn't celebrate that, that you feel like you put so much pressure on yourself to achieve because that's incredible. Any amount of time off the marathon in in, in any walk of life is great if that's what you wanted to achieve. Maybe you were out there training for a, you know, you obviously, obviously said to him that you wanted to do support, but, you know, it's like, I just don't understand why he reacted like that. But it's like, it really is about your, your as us, everyone listening's response and interpretation. And if you can mm. respond and interpret differently, it really does just take that away off you a little bit. And it makes you yeah. come up with really witty quips in the moment to be like, what's going on with you, dude? What happened to you that makes you so like, if you don't get four hours, then it's a failure. What's happened to you that's made you feel like that? Like, because yeah. I've had a fucking great time and you can yeah. oh one, two one, do one. Like, oh, I just think it's terrible coaching. I hope you I hope you left the club or did so, or or was like said something. Well, I mean, he was the male captain, but also I left the club because I moved to London. So me. You moved to London to get away from him. <laughs> <laughs> well, what yes. an effect. Some might say. Um uh, I've got one more. Get in a bin. 
Go on then. Ellie messaged us uh, via our link tree. I was really glad that that worked. I set up like a little Ooh. contact form. So actually, that's really easy as well. If you don't can't be bothered to email us, you can send it via our link tree on Instagram. Mm. Um, she said, uh, getting the bin is running shorts that ride up and have to be pulled out from between my thighs every two minutes. Sick of being influenced by the ladies in Salomon ads in loose shorts. Are my thighs hungry? Is there a light at the end of the loose shorts tunnel? Or am I a cycling shorts girl forever? I say just be a cycling shorts girl forever, mate. I love a cycling short. They like I'm never going back. I don't know what shorts she's talking about because all my shorts have a little inner cycling liner and a little flappy top, so no one can see my penis. So you know <laughs> your little flappy top. Oh yeah, they're those shorts without the inside liner. No, I wouldn't wear those. Always the inside liner. Yeah. Always the inside liner. Um, and pants. Good pants. Yes. A good pants. Like my period pants are good because they've got a seam down the bottom of them. So they can't actually go into crack. They're like seamed down the middle of your bum good. crack. And underwear pants, other pants are available, but I find that they don't you don't get hungry bum with them. But I'd always go for the inner liner with the little flap flap over the top. Yeah. Big up to a company uh, run by women, UK-based, designed by sport, make incredible running shorts because they have the liner that doesn't ride up. It's got a little rubber thing at the bottom of it and a phone pocket in the liner bit. So you put your phone in there and then the flap goes over the top. Oh, and they come in amazing colours. So I've never had a problem with them. But some of my more, shall we say, sponsored athlete shorts that are yeah. flappy, I get that. Terrible. Yeah. I am a cycling shorts girl forever. I just order mine off Amazon. They've got two phone pockets in them. They are Billy Basics and they do the job. But also with the, the hashtag influenced by um, Salomon Athletes, have you seen Courtney DeWalter's new shorts? She looks like she's going to fix a truck. <laughs> I love them. So I say new shorts. Courtney DeWalter's always run in those like really long, loose shorts. Yeah, she looks like an extra Bill and Ted, basically. Yeah, but um, Salomon have actually like released a clothing line of like DeWalter shorts mm-hmm. um, so that you two can look like Courtney DeWalter. So, yeah, I mean, if you want to be influenced by Salomon, you can buy. They're called the Shortney. The Shortney. Yeah. If you had a pair of shorts, what would they be called? Oh, I don't know. I think you should think about that for the next episode. Okay, we will do. I feel like I thought you already had an answer to that. You put me on the spot. No, I don't have an answer to that. I don't have an answer to that. Um, so, yeah, keep you getting the bins coming, though, because we do. Yeah. there's some we haven't mentioned because we're going to save them for a later date. I've got a couple of voice notes, which I'm going to save for next week. But, oh, my God, there are some angry people. There's someone talking about clacking poles. That's the same thing as the... as the It's the noise, the misophonia. Yeah. So uh, that's that was that was great. So, yeah, keep <laughs> you in the bins coming because I really do like them. And um, we love you all, despite me being like, you're angry, angry mob. <laughs> Angry mob. (laughs) (laughs) Shall we take a look at the Ultrasound System podcast playlist? Oof. Oh, that playlist, man. Oh, my God. I have been loving it. I I had to message you because I was strutting through New Street Station uh, listening to um, Iggy Pop, the Prodigy remix of Lust for Life the other day. And I was like, I can see me strutting up a mountain to this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's banging. I mean, Lust for Life's a tune anyway, but it is a bit dated. And then the Prodigy remix just puts like a banging spin on it. Yeah. i tell you what that's good for. Middle of the night. Mm. Middle of the night. Moon coming down. Crack it on. Oh, it's so good. There are some... Okay. I was about spelters. Then I got to the bits that you'd added. Well, no. No, I need to talk to you about the bits that I've added this week. The bits I've added, just to go through mine quickly, because they're great. I'm not okay by My Chemical Romance, recommended on Instagram, absolute banger, to be running along singing, I'm not okay, I'm not okay, I'm not okay, AA, is great. Galvanised by The Chemical Brothers, tune. Cannonball by The Breeders, Nick, you sent me about 20, but I've chosen that one, because it's a tune. Born Slippy by Underworld, Lust for Life by The Prodigy. That looks like a sort of early noughties house party, and it's digital tunes. And then I stopped, and then Anna came in, and the first one she's I've got on here is the pitch perfect franchise medley bin. No, it's it's what so good. Right, so I was running along on my easy run on Sunday, and uh, George Michael Freedom came on on my own playlist, and I was like, "This is a banger, love it." Freedom, I won't let you down. Freedom, I will not give you up. I think the Robbie Freedom. Williams version is better, but that's my opinion. Well, I'll tell you what's even better than that. 
the pitch perfect version because they sing it all a cappella. And this medley is like all of the cool songs that they do in little chunky bits and they'll do a little bit and then they'll go on to a new song. You're like, oh, I like this one too. And um, yeah, it's um, it's great. Like the entire Pitch Perfect franchise films, one to three soundtrack, I could just listen to straight through. And I know there'll be people listening that agree with me. I hate musicals. I know you do. It's not a musical. It is. It's not. It is. It's not the same. They keep musical. bursting into song every fucking two minutes. So just talk. I mean, I love that you hate musicals because I'm going to see six with my sister in a few weeks and all of that soundtrack's going to get added too. No. Okay, but that's your, it's for you. Uh, people, do you like it? Do you like it? Let, let's know if you like it. I also added a few uh, bangers. Still waiting, some 41. Banger. So where am I? Still wait. Lonely Boy, Black Keys. Banger. And If You Wanna by the vaccine. Banger. Um, then, right, these last ones I'm just going to run you through. I just had a moment where I was like, do you know what I really like to listen to? Songs that talk. <laughs> Songs with lots and lots of words in it. So, We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel. I'm going to learn. We didn't start the fire. Exactly. No, we didn't la- I used to love that song. But you used to. <laughs> But yeah. what I'm going to do is I'm going to learn every single word to that song. Can you learn it in time for the Wendover Woods Weekender? Absolutely not. Have you seen how many words? Because I have got access to a microphone in the stage. Harry Truman, Doris Day, Red China, Johnny Ray, South Pacific, Walter Winchell, Domiaggi, Joe DiMaggio. That's hey. hard to say. Um, you know what would be good? Is at the beginning of a race to say the names of every person running the race <laughs> to that song? Brilliant. Yeah, we'll do that. James, we're going to do that window though. Anna's going to announce every runner in the style of We Didn't Start the Fire at the start of the race. It's going to be great. Um, then in, it's the end of the world as we know it, REM. Also, lots of words. I know, but if you listen to that when you were like, oh, is that a DLF song? Uh, no. And then he goes, and I feel fine. So he's fine. He's okay, fine. he's fine. He's fine. Um, also, Birdhouse in Your Soul by They Might Be Giants. Is that the cover of the, yeah, is that the cover of the, the Proclaimers do that? No, it's not a cover. No, it's the original. Blue Canary in the Yellow by the Light Switch. Who are you? Who are you? Yeah, that's okay. That's a tune. And then the best to last, Prefab Sprouts. Hot dog, jumping frog, Albuquerque. Why haven't you put Sunscreen by Baz Luhrmann on if you like words? Oh, Right, and then I'll add that as well. Yeah, that is an absolute word, wordy, wordy, wordy song. That's word jamboree. And also it makes you cry. It's a word jamboree that makes still. It holds true now. It's, yeah. it's so good. And you should still wear sunscreen. Well, do you know what it reminds you to do? Wear sunscreen as well. Sunscreen, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but you putting We Didn't Start the Fire on has made me, has triggered in my brain, yeah. I haven't put St Elmo's Fire on this playlist Ooh. yet, which is the ultimate running Banger. Yeah. So I'll put that on as well. Excellent. Um, this is looking good, people. Also, um, we've had an email from Graham who's I'm not going to read his full email address out, but it begins earwig chutney, which I think is just bloody brilliant. <laughs> I don't know why I find it so funny. <laughs> Ear- earwig chutney. <laughs> I'm no. crying. I'm crying. Chutney, chutney made up. It's sort of thing that Pickle would serve in a restaurant. Uh, you got a lovely cheeky neck with some earwig chutney. Lovely. Thank you, Pickle. Uh, it's all right, Mummy. Eat it. No, I'm not eating earwig chutney. It's disgusting. <laughs> anyway. Graham, can you email us back and explain to us why that is the yeah. way that your email is? Yes. Please. Also, have you ever applied for a job with that email? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure people are going to take you seriously, mate. It's like... I don't know what's worse. Sexy boy 69 or earwig chutney. Cool dude 69, (laughs) lol. (laughs) Earwig chutney. Okay, so what's earwig chutney saying? Earwig chutney says, my addition to the playlist is All Possibilities by Badly Drawn Boy. It gives me a lift whenever I'm running and the lyrics are so uplifting. A nice bouncy tempo for a nice bouncy run. I hope you think it worthy to cut through all the angry ones. The... 
the entire of Hour of the Bewildered Beast can go on. The entire of it. That yeah. is an, that's, a, that's an A to Z album. That is all killer, no filler. Yes, put that on. Well done, Earwig Chutney. That's on. You've got um, a terrible email address, but you've got great taste. <laughs> your music taste is better than your taste in Chutney. <laughs> <laughs> have you got some more from people to add? Um, I have. Well, I added mine already because those I'm not okay. Galvanized cannibal bones with other people's. But now oh. I'm like, but what I've got to do, right? Is I've got to separate my own playlist from this one because I'm like, oh, that's a tune, that's a tune. It's already on my personal playlist and this is different. And I like this because if I get, well, I am bored of my playlist, to be honest. You can just go into this one. And there's songs on here I've never heard before. So, and I love that, you know, like, yeah. so, except the ones that are for musicals. But, um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to um, keep you keep you guys keep your suggestions coming in because we do yeah. put a lot of them on. Um, Gemma uh, told me some funny stories on Instagram about accidentally playing songs which shouldn't have been played in public. Um, and uh, somebody said that they played somebody else said that they played um, the Fred Durst version of Faith at school. Jim, let's go. Please go on the playlist. That is such a good one. I'm gonna have Oh. George Mike's got a different version of that song. Keep them coming. We love them, especially ones yes. that are. It's not that angrier with Chutney. It's more like. No, it's not. To push you to like perform in a way that is for you. So, oh, God. <laughs> funny. I love that playlist, though. It is an absolute banger of a playlist. Keep them coming, people. Moving on. We do some. Mm. If I could turn back time. Basically, a lot of these are if I could turn back time, if I could find a toilet, okay? Including, well, this isn't actually that. This is worse. You ready to listen to this? God. Yeah, so we've had a voice note. Go on then. Voice note. Live from the trails in Holyrood Park, where I'm out on a nice, lovely run, trying to do every hill in the park. And I was coming down a pretty sketchy, pretty dusty trail. Um... It's been very dry in Edinburgh recently. Slipped. Fine. Not fine. Fine, a massive pile of shit. <gasps> so now I'm having to make my way down the trail. Covered in dog shit. I love trail running. Wait <laughs> then. I, I don't even want to laugh because it's funny, but it's not. I said to her, this is incredible. I love this Please let us know how the rest of your run went. She said, I mean, it couldn't get worse. Thankfully, I was meeting friends for lunch. <gasps> you got the shit. <laughs> You're meeting friends for lunch. So I'd, pan- so I'd packed a pair of spare leggings so I could get changed on that dusty, super steep path surrounded by gorse with a fear of a random dog walker coming around the corner at any minute. <sighs> but better than being covered in dog shit, at least. Oh, my God. Dog owners, pick up your shit. Don't hang it off a tree. No. Oh, oh, my God. Uh, what's her name? Caitlin. Caitlin. Oh, Caitlin, I oh, love that. God. I love that we have like a live reporter from the scene, though. That yes, was very yeah. Mean. There's a there's a little bit of wind in there. It, it gives yeah. it a bit of a bit of authenticity. And I love, but do you know what else I love? The fact that she did it and then went. I need to message the girls. Yeah. <laughs> Not, oh my god, I need to get this off me. I need to message the girls. Yeah. It's important. <laughs> so live from the trails, absolutely flipping love it. Oh, um, brilliant. So yeah, she could have turned back time. I'm pretty sure that she wouldn't have gone that way. But uh, yeah, we have got. Um, have you got any more t- turn back times? Um, so I've got a, just a really quick turn back time. It's um, from my sister. Um, oh, great. She was at the furthest point away from her house on her run, and um, we've talked about this before. That that feeling, that like crampy, like oh no, I need to go. I've got a feeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> however my wonderful lovely sister ignored the feeling and i'm just yeah. going to say never ignore that feeling because it's a dicey game to play she thought she'd be able to make it home um she did not make it home she shat herself in her shorts <laughs> what sort of shorts were they flappies or were they <laughs> <laughs> they were flappies she is a flappy short wearer oh god <laughs> So she rang her husband. Well, she's like, he's, he said, he, he's my husband. I've caught him. He can't leave me. It's not my fault. You don't bring your boyfriend because he could leave. Yeah. Your husband can't. No. For better or for worse. Husband can't. Hi. Hello, husband. Can you come and pick me up, please? Uh, I need to come home from my run. You might want to put some carrier bags on the seats of your car. <laughs> and so he picked Hang on a minute. Up. Hang on a minute. 
How far away was he and how long did she have to wait? Where did she wait? <laughs> so she waited in a bush. <laughs> Luckily, the, the route around her is really rural. Like there's not many people and nobody came past, which... She should have had a poo in the rural area. <laughs> right? Yes. Um, in her own private area. I know. So I think he bought her a towel as well. So when he got to her, she like whipped the shorts off, put them in a carrier bag and sat in a towel. <laughs> and as far as I know, they have never spoken of it since. <laughs> I cannot wait for like maybe 10 years down the line when they decided to have some sort of like couple therapy because something's not right. And they're sat on a, they're sat on a couch together and he's just like... I resent you wiping shit on the seats of the Aldi. It all comes out. You need BMW, to talk about BMW. It. BMW. BMW. <laughs> you need you, you need to talk about it. But she's telling yeah. us, so that's good. Yes, she's telling the whole nation. Yes. So that that's a good thing. I was really chuffed when she told me. Actually, I was like, oh, that's that's nice. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, there's there's Je- more oh, nearly. She obviously it. trusts. She obviously trusts you, Anna. And yeah. then you tell everyone. Brilliant. Grilla. I love it. Oh, any more embarrassing stories? There's quite a few, but we're gonna we're gonna bank some. We're gonna bank some embarrassing stories because um I think otherwise we'll be here for three hours just talking about yes. embarrassing stories. Um yes. so uh so yeah, keep sending them in. We like them and uh, d- send us voice notes as they happen or email us at ultrasoundsystempod at gmail.com or DM us or go on Linktree. There's a thousand ways to contact us. So um any 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 holes a goal when it comes to throwing content <laughs> down a hole. Any hole. Any, any of the holes. <laughs> uh, you got an email, didn't you? Oh, God, I love Hayley so much. I love her. So this one's really lovely. Um, and I think the gist of the email from Hayley, which is just lovely, is um, she has been doing some running. She's doing some trails. She's done an ultra um but she's just sort of enjoying local runs in the forest um but recently she picked up a bit of a pain at Endure 24 um which has made walking very painful so she stopped running for like a week um but she says it's amazing how grossed I feel about my body after so long without consistent Mm -hmm. training I'm doing what I can like yoga today I'll swim tomorrow but aren't we so hard on ourselves when it comes to our bodies I can feel my tummy growing and I've always had what I call fat legs how do you both cope with the pains that are more than just doms or are you invincible body image when stuff like this happens and the feeling of imposter syndrome bloody hell that's a big that's a big one to answer isn't it I know that is a big one to answer um I think I mean I can give you a quick answer and you can give us a quick answer but uh I think we, we could maybe we should open this up to the floor and because yeah I think we might get some pretty good pretty good stuff back but uh quickly Hayley on this first off uh well done congratulations all this stuff is amazing like all the stuff you're doing incredible um secondly uh yeah I'm not invincible don't know about you Anna but I uh oh. since I started strength training my legs have started to look like a uh a lot of rugby players and now I get chub rub at the top of my thighs because they rub together and they've never done that before um and uh and I don't like it I don't like it I don't want to look like this but I look at myself in the mirror now honest to god and I'm like you don't look you don't like the fact that you've not got these little skinny legs and this thigh gap but you're strong as fuck and that is important and it when you're flying down a hill at 100 miles an hour and you don't get you don't get pain that's incredible. And I really have got this respect for the way my body works, whether it's uh, like whether I'm off running or on running, because it's a machine. And and I, and I really do have, you know, I look at it, of course, I'd love to look different, like because of societal stuff that's thrown at us. But I really am very grateful for what I have. I think gratitude has got a lot, a lot to, to play a role to play in this, just to be grateful for the fact that you might be injured, but you're healing. Your body is healing itself. And mm. people that are fit heal faster, okay? Um, and the comparison thing, we could talk about this for hours, but there is literally, you cannot, comparing yourself to other people is like me comparing myself to that lamp. Mm. It's just not cool. Yeah. Um, and, um, and yeah, that's that's it really. The, gra- the gratitude I have to be able to move my body means that I actually respect it more as a uh, machine kind of thing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
and and there's so much stuff that's out of your control when it comes to the way you look especially women because like perimenopause like hormone stuff bloating rah, 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 rah. your tummy is not growing your tummy's yeah. not growing as having a baby and your legs are not fat they've got big muscles in them we know because you've run all of this stuff so you know i can tell you this but it's up to you to really believe what i'm saying yeah and i'd like other people to maybe chime in on this i'm not sure how we'll do it but but let's get some mm. tips from other people as well because it is super hard because yeah. it comes from you it comes from inside you well let's just say like if this resonates with anybody else out there or maybe they've overcome like some feelings of this or whatever like and you feel you know like you can email us in and give Haley some words of, of advice or wisdom then then that would be great ultrasound system pod, pod at gmail.com um for me like i I've never really fit that, like, I feel like I've never really fit that you don't look like a runner thing. Like, I get that a lot. I get, um, as as somebody who was obviously, you know, on the running channel a lot, getting a lot of views from all around the world, a lot of people would be like, well, you obviously don't run because you're fat or like... Whoa! Oh my God, the comments, like the comments were awful and everyone goes don't read the comments but it was literally my job to reply to the comments so I couldn't not see the comments and and it got to me for a long time and I I went through therapy and I got over it through talking about it um I cannot recommend enough having therapy like I think people think that they go to therapy when they're at their wits end but actually I think just having talking therapy um in everyday life is so beneficial um me too brain doctor brain doctor it's the best investment you can make in yourself yeah even yeah so um yeah I mean we're even doing a talk at Wendover together and Hayley's yep. hopefully going to be there because it's local to her so we can talk to you there Hayley too um brilliant yeah that's amazing but my chat my chat is you don't look like a runner isn't it yeah yeah and like uh that's the thing what does a runner look like yeah. What does a runner look like? Someone who moves faster than walking. Because <laughs> if you come to Wendover, you come to Wendover, you'll literally see the entire like sphere of pe- how people yeah. look in inverted commas. Like the entire sphere of it. Um mm. I just want to say one more thing to, to like Haley or to anyone else. Like the judgment of yourself is so harsh. And if you can just take emotion and judgment out of it, look at the facts that you are strong, you can run ultras, that at the moment you're healing, but your body is healing itself and look at it as a machine. It does. I find it does help. But that judgment, like people telling you that you look fat, Anna, that is a judgment. They can, And it's like, it's just a cruel judgment. There's, but that's their opinion and it's none of my business. People are entitled to their fucking opinions. It, yeah, and it's none of their business. But at the same time, I think there are certain people that the keyboard warrior crew who will do things to directly hurt someone that they would never say to their face. Yeah. And I just think that's absolutely despicable. It goes against all my values. If you've got something to say, say it to the person's yeah. face. Like I will say to, I would say to someone with short, with t- the tight things. I find your leggings quite destructing and they're very tight. I would say that. That's why I haven't got any friends. But the the point is the judgment on ourselves and the societal living up to society's alleged like this is how a runner looks honestly man like they're honestly do you know who's a really great role model i think emma what's her name the running vet she won the arc of attrition she won the utmb uts snowden if you look at her if you meet her in real life she's just the most normal looking person in the world she's not fat she's not thin she's not rich she's not muscly she's just emma and she's an incredible ambassador for the sport because she just looks like a a, a vet because she is a vet <laughs> like do you know what I mean I and it's like this is all bull, bullshit this is you should look a certain way it's all absolute fucking bullshit come to Wendy with um Hayley and we'll have a, a bigger chat about yeah. it anyone come to Wendy and we'll have a bigger chat about it um and also we will work out a way to if you've got tips on body image your own body image and how you've managed books podcasts mm. anything you want to recommend that would be super super handy yeah. um hey before we go i just got a text message from someone that's just listened to the last pod mm. and they've said to me i was listening to your podcast on my run going through stinging nettles <laughs> and i thought you said to carry a sack of turds to get rid- to get rid of the nettles 
a sack of turds. Oh, you did call so second. Com- I was just yeah. so confused. I just realised later you said sack of turds. Anyway, it's a great tip. Sack of turds. <laughs> Not sack of turds. I mean, I can I can understand why they would think that we would have said sack of turds, considering the amount that we talk about poo. But also when I was editing that, <laughs> when I was editing that episode, I was like, why does Ali call secateurs secateurs? It's the wrong vowel. It's secateurs. It's an E. Stop being a pedant. Imagine, <laughs> imagine coming up a load of nettles with two carrier bags. <laughs> turds. Get back, nettles. I've got turds. <laughs> the nettles cower at the smell of the turds. <laughs> Good. Good. Oh. I'm glad we cleared that up. I'm crying. <laughs> oh, and on that note, should we leave it there? Let's leave it there. Sorry. For another week. Um, oh, what are you doing this weekend, quickly? Uh, finishing the book. The draft oh. was due last Monday. I've now got a week of finishing the book. The book is finished. What are you doing this weekend? I'm running 50 kilometres in Cannock with Big Bear. Woo! I cannot believe it. I cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. Lovely. <laughs> um, uh, cool. This girl, Cannock. <laughs> oh. Uh, I'm excited to hear about that next week. All right, everyone, keep your songs coming in. Keep your bins coming in. Keep your tips for Hayley or body image, books, podcasts, anything coming in. Yeah. Uh, we'll keep we'll keep the social media coming in. We'll keep the lols coming in. Where else will we keep coming in? Running. Running. Keep on running. 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 Yeah, we'll keep running. Right, I love you. Bye. I love you. Bye.